everybody. Welcome to episode four of Podshodge. And you know, this episode is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we were, let's say, let's see, hold on. Yeah, last week, last week was, <laughs> yeah. Um, last week, uh, National Women's Day was last week, and the crew uh, were inspired to make this episode about women in the media. So that's what the episode's going to be about, and it's actually pretty exciting. We've got a lot of good stuff planned for you. So, But before we do that, we have an announcement from CatNado. <laughs> kind of a sad announcement, sad way to start it, but... I'm not going to be part of Podge Hodge any longer. It breaks my heart. I know it breaks Crow's <laughs> heart. It's incredibly sad. Uh, we have a ton of fun having you on the show. It's Aww. It's been a blast. Um, it really has been, and it makes me really yeah, sad. She'll, she'll, she'll be you. back. She'll be yeah, back. she is. I will. Yeah, we're definitely going to have yeah. you back. Um, if, you'll, if you'll have us, of course. <laughs> of course, if you'll have me. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> We love you, and we're yeah. I'll I'll definitely be back for future episodes. Some, but I will no some guest appearances, some some yeah, ooh, some ranter rays. Those would be fun. Oh okay, yeah, yes, of course. Well, uh, on behalf of Crow and myself, we want you to know that we love you very much, and we're very thankful Aww. for your contributions to the show. And you are definitely going to be back on the show. We will hold it against you Aww. if you're not. Um, so. <laughs> Be prepared. Thank you. Gotta bear in mind, she's one of the OG Podge Hodge crew. She is. She is a founding member. So, so you know, to to anybody that joins Podge Hodge in the future, fuck y'all. She was here <laughs> first. Aw. <laughs> Thanks, Crow. You know, Represent. Every episode. Glad to know you have my back. <laughs> Represent. <laughs> so yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have a fun time with this episode. We're gonna move past that announcement. We're gonna pretend it didn't happen. Um, yeah. and we're going to move right on into our, one of our favorite sections, uh, rant or rave and boy, howdy, do we have a great oh, rant. Boy, oh boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> boy, oh boy. We've got a great rant and I know that we're all going to get really hot and heavy on this one. Um, <laughs> so I, I know that you guys heard about this and we talked a little bit about this before the show started, uh, violence and video games at the white house. Uh, there was a, God. oh yes, this is going to be great. So there was a um, a reel or like a, a supercut of violence in video games that was put together to be shown to our venerable president, uh, Donald Trump, <laughs> um, to try to depict the violence in video games. And I put the link and I know that we've all seen it. So uh, this is garbage. <laughs> yes. Is that what it was? They put it together for him? Yes. Yeah, and here's the beauty of it is like they they took like a lot of other people's like video clips and they did not credit those people at all. Like people are commenting on it, like, "Oh, hey, that's my kill." <laughs> I murdered that person there. I'm proud of that moment. I thought was funny was that they featured one of our favorite games in there. You know, Dead by Daylight <laughs> is like probably got a solid 25 seconds of that video. Um, and yeah, <laughs> it's pretty violent. St- so stupid uh i mean i mean yeah i personally grew up on video games just like you guys did uh, i don't know about you guys i haven't murdered anybody lately no nah. i'm quite i'm quite the uh docile soul i don't know about you but <laughs> don't have no desire the same yes yeah no desire to hurt don't, anybody don't find myself just needing to kill anybody 
I just think this entire. I mean, I I think it's stupid. I I can't even really it form is stupid. it. It's just it's just another fucking like we had the book burnings back once upon a time. Then rock music was demonized. I mean, I say then. There's obviously <laughs> yeah. a lot of shit in between that, but you know, it's just a generational thing. Like every time they want a scapegoat their problems what's going on in the world Mm -hmm. oh let's pick on youth culture yeah despite the fact that there has been no evidence to support a link between the two man the crusaders must have had some bomb ass video games (laughs) actually i I think that there have been several studies that they've done on this that show that yeah like you said there there like legitimately is no correlation between violence yeah and video games There's, there's no yeah they've actually shown that Video games are increasing in popularity since like the 90s and violence, or at least I know youth violence, I think it was, has gone down since the 90s. See, and that doesn't surprise me because it's an outlet for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It really is. So they've kind of shown, they've kind of proven the opposite. I just don't get it. And it's just, it's just like people that don't play video games, it scares them because they see this shit that they're not mm-hmm. used to seeing. And I'm like... Exactly. I mean, just like, bitch, please, you've you've heard worse from the fucking president's mouth <laughs> than anything we see in these video games. Come on. I think that people just kind of look for something to blame in some cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. And they just try Americans to pin all the blame on something. So, and I mean, you know, video, the video game industry has been under a lot of flack recently anyway because of all this microtransaction exploiting uh mm-hmm. you know people uh the S- ESRB being under fire for not marketing microtransactions being in games a lot and it's just it's i think that the video game industry is just really the big target right now so it always is yeah it always has been so yeah but those are, those are two separate issues though oh yeah it is yeah. i'm just saying i think that it's just drawing a lot of attention but anyway very stupid you can go and find that link to to watch that never, super cut i have never seen so many dislikes in one video it's pretty great <laughs> it's like there's not a, are there any there's probably some likes on it i mean yeah there the white house staffers likes. are liking it <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah. because it's like the dislike bar is complete like you can't even see the like bar like it's that mm-hmm. far skewed so i'm actually i'm i'm I'm, wanting to, I'm gonna check it out right now just to see like what is, what is currently at because it was pretty All outlandish right. last time i looked Let's see right now. Yeah, I'm curious. Right now we've got two thousand five hundred likes and eighty seven thousand dislikes. Wow. <laughs> Still two point five thousand. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It's actually more than I was expecting, but it's still like very disproportionate. Very, it's, it's a dot on yes. this bar. <laughs> it is. I'm looking at it now. That is... <laughs> oh, hey, somebody's getting down to so dead tight. by daylight. Oh man. <laughs> hey well yeah this entire subject makes me mad if we stay on this too long we're gonna just be too angry to do the rest of the show so best to move on (laughs) crow i believe you have a rant pertaining to final fantasy 15 we're staying consistent you would would think i you you would think that i've like milked final fantasy 15 for all the rant worthy topics by now not as Um, much as squares milked it (laughs) no zing (laughs) zingo <laughs> yeah. Um so like I've 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 brought this up to both Judge and Cat like multiple times cuz the fucking OCD in me goes nuts every time I see this. Um so being like the 
being the trophy whore that I am, every time they release like new downloadable content, I go to check out what they've got. Even though I haven't played it in forever, I still plan to get all the trophies one day, like I used to have. Um, and the fucking, like, the lack of consistency is driving me completely insane. So I'm, I'm looking at the, at the downloadable content trophies right now. We've got, starting off, we've got Final Fantasy 15, which are, like, obviously the main story trophies for the Platinum. Then we've got Final Fantasy 15 episode Gladiolus, Final Fantasy 15 episode Prompto. Okay, that's all great. Then we've got Final Fantasy 15 July 2017 update. Now, there's a few things that are fucked up about this. A, it's not all caps, unlike all the previous ones that came before it and most of them that come after it. B, it's smack in the middle like there, there's still an episode Ignis that comes later um, and it comes right before that. Like, I feel like all the episodes should be together and then followed by the multiplayer expansions and then like whatever additional updates there are. But you know, the fucking like, it's not all caps anymore. Like be consistent. It's not, it's not that fucking hard. <laughs> if, if anything, just, and then fucking July, 2017 update. You couldn't come up with a more interesting name than that. Really? <laughs> Like, just just fucking just monthly updates or something like that that you could toss all these into. Because now we've got another fucking eyesore later on. Final Fantasy XV multiplayer <laughs> expansion, Comrades, March 2018 <laughs> update. Like, that could have just gone under the fucking multiplayer expansion, the first one. Oh my god. Crying over Fantasy... Just how passionate you get about it's not that fucking complicated. And then we've got Final <laughs> Fantasy XV Royal Pack. The hell is that? They come up with a name for that. That's a, that's a fucking vague ass sounding update. They come up with a name for that, and then we got fucking July 2017 update and March 2018 update. Fuck out of here, Square. That is very dull. Oh, fuck. Here's they can't come up with a name. Final Fantasy XV multiplayer expansion, comrades. They fucking lowercase March again. Like, capital M, R-C-H, A-R-C-H, 2018 update. But it's not all caps either. Man. Oh, my God. I'm going to send your name like it looks so up to the Square execs. I'm going to send it up to them, and they're going to hire you to specifically handle these patch notes. No, they're going to hire me so they can fire me for bitching about it. You have a, There's a chance for change. You. You're the chance for change. Yeah, they see that in you. Uh, they don't see anything in me. They don't know I exist. <laughs> Ooh. I might have to. I might have to insert a sound clip of a violin here. That that was not that was not an invitation for you to be the sound clip for the violin. <laughs> anyway, you know anyway. those were those were our two main rant topics. We didn't have a rave this week. Maybe we will. I'm not sure. <laughs> we usually don't. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in life is negative. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, I'm so dying. But we've got a lot to go over in Week in Review. It's been an extremely eventful week in video games. Uh, so, first of all, the good old boys over in Kyoto, Japan, dropped a freaking amazing Nintendo Direct. Let me tell you, probably the best Nintendo Direct that they've had in a long time. Boy, oh boy. I know. I should stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will try to stop saying that. Uh, Nintendo is over there dropping bombs for the Switch, okay? I'm just going to run through these really quick. They announced an Okami 
HD port, uh, Octopath Traveler, which is a JRPG roguelike looking game coming out from Square. Looks awesome. It's coming out in a couple months. Undertale, which was one of the biggest PC releases, I don't know, like two, three years ago. It's probably longer than that. I don't even know how long it's been out. Um, Crash Bandicoot. No, like, this was a literal jaw drop. Yeah, exactly. I knew Kat would be able to contribute this one. My jaw <laughs> dropped whenever I heard this. I was like, how did they get out of the exclusivity deal? This is insane. Right? Um, and it's coming to Xbox, too. Like, whoa. And PC. It's nuts. I, I mean, I never would have saw that coming. Uh, I'm glad, in a way. But there's going to be a place in Smash Brothers for Crash at some point. Ooh. Just that would actually that be there. really cool. Mm-hmm. That would be actually mm-hmm. really cool. Um, speaking of that yeah speaking of that well actually one other that south park south park is coming to the nintendo switch the fractured but whole i had to i had to try to space those out you got to say it fast Uh, yeah can't space it out (laughs) yeah well i did um it's coming to the switch and a lot of people are super pumped about that that's not something that you would have expected nintendo to showcase in a direct uh which is largely being viewed by you know, a younger age group, mm-hmm. but they did. So that's cool. And yeah, finally, joke. finally, the biggest, the best, the goat, they announced Super Smash Brothers is coming to the Switch. And it's supposed to be a completely new Super Smash Brothers, not a port. So that is going to be insane. I mean, I think that everyone went out and bought a Switch after this direct. I know I that Crow, I know that Crow tried. <laughs> It's it's insane. Like Nintendo, you did good. You did good. This was a good one. So I'm super pumped. Very exciting news. It is. Yeah, uh, you don't care. You hate Nintendo. <laughs> it's still cool. It is. I cool. don't hate Nintendo. I I really thought it. I mean, even people that I know that hate Nintendo were actually commenting that this was a good round of. Uh, yeah, it's news. a cool step. Yeah. I mean, cool. It's it's a good step in the right direction. I can't help but feel like if I had gotten into Smash Brothers when I was younger, I might be decent at brawlers because I suck so hard right now. Me too. It's pretty. What I like about Smash, it's accessible. It, everyone and it's like I think it's the most popular franchise now for Nintendo. Like people flip out over these games, and you know they've got Mario Kart and all those. I mean, it's just a, a system's a banger right now. Like it is. <laughs> it's great. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, Fortnite, right? So I know that we've got mixed feelings on Fortnite, but they announced that they're going to have a mobile port of the game, the exact same game, exact same map, same amount of players, nothing different, cross-platform compatible, except for with Xbox, because, you know, Sony and Xbox don't get along with that Well, no, I'd actually actually heard that that there were talks about cross-compatibility between Xbox and PlayStation 4. I don't know. I don't know if they've come to an agreement on that, but I've seen that they're actually like talking about it that would be cool i mean it's kind of interesting it'd be a that that would that would set a precedent wouldn't it like i don't are there any cross compatible games between xbox and playstation no they've been there have been that i know there have been talks they've been trying to get this set up for a while but the xbox repeatedly comes out and says you know we're fine with doing this we would be willing to work with it but it's always they always say that sony is the one that's resilient to actually doing it Aww. Every time, so and Sad. and a lot of other people have said that Sony is too. They're the cause for. I mean, that doesn't surprise happening. me though. Like, I think Sony has more like exclusives than Xbox does, so they they, do. they'd be giving up a pretty strong like foothold if they if they went for it. Yeah, 
Um, not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's probably where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get through these really quick since we've got a lot to talk about in the main segment. Um, I, uh, there's news that the Final Fantasy VII remake is not progressing near as much as we thought it was. I mean, yeah. Please tell me. I'm I'm so curious about this one. Okay, so I I'm gonna try to not mess up this story, but essentially they came out and they said Square's hiring people for the Final Fantasy VII remake. Like they're just yeah, I saw that because they said that they had a shift in development. Like they decided to change. They had stuff developed, then they changed it because they felt like it wasn't doing the original justice. Uh, mm. So I think right now they're grappling with the issue of how much do they make new, how much do they change, and how much do they keep original? Because, you know, there's a lot... That, Final Fantasy VII's got so many passionate fans that they're really treading on dangerous ground. I mean, they could offend yes. a lot of people with Absolutely. this. Um, as long as you get Cloud and Address, I think people would be happy. Yes, yeah. cloud and address and the slap fight. <laughs> slap That's fight. all I care about. <laughs> I forgot about the slap fight. Um, so yeah, there. I mean, it's not going to be coming out for a while, for a long time. Uh, oh, so, no. I'm, I'm, so. I'm just setting my expectations off for like a decade from now, to be honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't get your hopes They've up. done it before. Probably, you know, Final probably Fantasy 15. PlayStation 4 is prime. Yeah, you know, we had to wait forever for Final Fantasy 15. We had to wait forever for kingdom hearts three i'm honestly shocked that it's even supposed to be coming out this year but we'll see um anyway so that's there's that um the, uh, oh I, I threw this one in there the devil may cry uh, hd collection is supposed to come out sometime this week i think i didn't um, know that nice yeah 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 um i was i was a big fan of well i've, on, I've only really played through the third game i would have platinum that if they had trophies back then but i'll probably be jumping on this at some point Mm. yeah those are great games they yeah. are i'm excited to hear that that is cool black ops 4 gonna be the next cod next <laughs> yeah, no, <we> <laughs> that. neil Druckmann, our boy got promoted to vice president of naughty dog which is hey. awesome oh yeah yeah he's a cool dude awesome that he got promoted excited to see what he can do in that position um and finally shockingly valve gabe newell came out and he said that they're gonna start making games again like actually making games and not just you know cashing in on the cash cow that is Steam. So huh. maybe there's not. I, I'm not going to say that there's a chance of Half Life Three coming out because I'm pretty sure that that's <laughs> not happening. But Aww. there is hope. Some. There's always hope. Hope's always very half-assed in the video game industry, though. If you're listening, Valve, just co- make a make a Portal Three, make a Left for Dead Three, maybe, please. Left 4 Dead. I had a ton of fun with that. Please, just come on. Just <laughs> pretty, please. Yeah, we'll see. But it's easy. I think that about sums up our weekend review, which gives us a nice, hefty chunk of time to talk about our main subject: women in pop culture. So, I guess what we're gonna do with this, uh, we've got this kind of set up into three separate categories that we're gonna kind of meander our way through. And I guess we're going to just casually, it's kind of going to be a forum, I think. We're just going to kind of talk about maybe some stereotypes that are in the media about women. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's just going to be kind of like a discussion. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Anywhere in particular that you two want to start? Or should we just go from the top down? Uh, just go from top down? Yeah. Why not? All right. 
Well, we'll start out with one of the uh, one of the areas that Crow and I have. Well, really, Crow. He's got more extensive experience with this area than I do, but anime. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. This oh, is yeah. his section. He can. He's going to be able to handle a lot of this. Um, and actually, Cat, the first one on here. I think that you might have some stuff to say, right? Yeah. Uh, Princess Mononoke? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, Studio Ghibli in general has some of the most amazing... Well, they have the most amazing characters just all around, but their female roles are exceptional to me. We had on here Princess Mononoke. Uh, San, was that her name? Yeah. That was well. That it's been so long. I can't. I couldn't remember her name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was really such a strong character um, that also symbolized so much. Have Have both of you seen it? I have I not. Remember. I saw it a long. That was the first oh. one of the first exposures to anime I ever had. But I was so young that I don't think I really realized the significance of it as a movie or as a work. Yeah. So you probably. I know you've probably got more information about this than I do. <laughs> I try, but it has been a while since I've seen it. Um, but yeah, she just, how she's one. What I really like about Princess Mononoke is that it has two really strong female characters on opposing sides. You know, so it's not like, it's not like females are all, you know, with nature, like one with nature. They really showed both sides, but the women, how am I trying to say this? It really showed just the two very different sides of women and their strengths. Crow, since you haven't seen it, I can't really ask you about it, but well, Judge, do you remember the antagonist of that movie? Uh, vaguely, yeah. I mean, it's not too clear. I, I'll be honest, whenever I saw this, whenever I was a kid, it kind of scared me. Um, really, I mean, <laughs> because I don't, really? I don't really remember a ton. I remember that, like, one of the main characters, like, his arm is possessed, right? Yeah, it's kind of cursed. Yeah, that scared me as a kid. I don't know. It is scary. Um, the The animation's terrifying. Yeah, and there's, like, a possessed <laughs> boar, right? Or, like, something at the yes. beginning. Yeah, that scared me, too. So I don't really remember, like, the... Uh, You're like, I don't remember a lot. <laughs> I, yeah, I just remember. I thought it was such a cool... It was cool whenever I was a kid. I thought it was cool. It's just, you know, I was scared of it. <laughs> Yeah, Lady Eboshi, she's the main, well, I just realized, I keep saying antagonist, but as many of you probably know with Studio Ghibli, they they really blur the line between good and so-called evil, and she's not necessarily evil. She's just a really strong woman who brings this town, she really brings, brings it to life and helps everybody get over. I think there's a lot of people that have what is it that skin disease lepers oh leprosy leprosy yeah 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 yeah. there's a lot of people that um you know were left to die but she saves them she really gives them purpose so it's not just about san to me in that movie even though san is incredible i love lady eboshi and how she brings all the women like all the women work hard in that town they pull their weight and it's just a really really empowering awesome representation yeah like i said with all studio ghibli yeah movies, I, like i haven't seen nearly as many studio ghibli movies or like, I, I guess they just do movies right and like not actual series themselves 
Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen near, nearly as many of those as you have, but that's one thing that I've noticed that I appreciate quite a bit is like they always have pretty strong female, uh, at least characters, if not like outright leads. Um, yeah. But they also do it in a way that's different than like a lot of conventional anime series, um, which I appreciate quite a bit because you know with a, with a lot of anime like we we have a lot, we have quite a few different stereotypes in anime. Um, you know, there's always like the women that are like, "Oh, my skirt got lifted," hee <laughs> hee, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it, it, it's it's funny after a time or two, but you know, the the more you see it, the more you're just like, "Come on, you got you got to have more substance than that in a series." Um, so for me, for me personally, like I've I've come to appreciate like the the just really badass anime heroin uh yes but not like an in your face like slapping the face um kind of like mikasa uh, i mean i loved her but mikasa <laughs> from attack on titan how she's more like in your face like i'm a badass i'm so awesome and cool and well, strong so like there's there's different kinds like i mean i still like some yes. like like revy from black lagoon integra from helsing clara from claymore you know they, they're all very much the whole slap you in the face badass female lead um yeah but the fact that they're how, how do i say you you have like a lot of series where you see like a really badass male figure and you're just like oh man he's so cool and then <laughs> for a series to be able to have a woman that does it not 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 only just as well as a man but better than a lot of the men leads like you know that's not a slap in the face that's just fucking amazing because it's like it's showing like <laughs> a different side to the women uh, characters that we've seen that's like on par with and better than a lot of the male characters we've seen. Yes. I agree there. So you know, I, I love, I love stuff like that. Pushing, pushing boundaries. There was a, mm-hmm. I mean, I initially, so like I said, I had seen this movie whenever I was younger, um, but I didn't really remember a ton about it, but I do remember it, I don't want to pronounce her name wrong. It is son, right? Mm-hmm. see i remember her that's how i remember it that's how i read it i remember her remembered her pretty clearly uh but you know i think what's interesting about this and kind of one of the reasons i actually put her on here is because if you take this in a cultural context it gets even more interesting because so like feminism right that's mostly an idea that comes out of like the western world but if you take into consideration the difference in like cultural views of women. I think it's more Mm -hmm. interesting to analyze films that come from studio Ghibli in that way. Cause yeah, you know, they're Eastern and feminism. I mean, it's not present really over there. Oh yeah. Like, you know, women are objectified like crazy over there. And it's just, it's just different. It's just a different world. Um, So it's interesting whenever you take a film like, Princess Mononoke and you look at there are a ton of feminine like just feminism symbolism in there like the women Mm -hmm. the women aren't objectified they're not made into just like romance characters or anything like that uh for for the lead male to latch on to and you know the lead male in there is pretty respectful towards the women Mm -hmm. so and you know most of the males are too so I just think it's interesting that you, whenever you compare that dichotomy between the Eastern and the Western world, 
And you see yes. just how much of a keystone work that this movie really is, or this anime uh, adaptation. I, I thought it was cool. Absolutely. So, And it does a good job, like I said, really showing, you know, they don't just shun that. They don't shun the vulnerable woman. I mean, because San does have that nurturing side to her that you don't really see until the end, but it is there. Yeah, she definitely. And so they don't. You know, they do show both sides. They don't just say, oh, we can only have strong women that, you know, are show no weakness. Yeah. She does have weakness as well and caring. So, yeah, exactly. I think it's done phenomenally. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured I thought that, that would be a good inclusion. And I know that you're pretty passionate about the work that uh, he yeah. puts out. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Glad we could have that as inclu- or included. And I, we actually, I'm glad that we were able to include a whole lot of the other characters on here, too, in that discussion, because they really do. I mean, there are all sorts of parallels and comparisons that can be made between them. So that's awesome that we made those. Uh, there was one other, I think. I, I always mispronounce her name. Uh, Motoko? Is it Motoko? Motoko. Motoko from Ghost in the Shell? Yeah, Madoka yeah. Kusanagi from Ghost in the Shell. See, I haven't been exposed to that. I, I've watched some of that show, but oh man, she's she's definitely she she she's she's up there with Integra. Yeah, she. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I saw the movie, right? The movie with Scarlett Johansson. I know you've got I've that <laughs> off too. Uh, I know that you've heard bad things about it. You know, I'm probably I'm, I know I'm in the minority on this, but I enjoyed that movie. Uh, it's, Aww, that's good. it's not Hodge the best. Does not speak for Podge Hodge. <sighs> yeah, his I, views are strictly <laughs> his own. Crow has very <laughs> intense feelings about some of the decisions made for that movie, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the character. I think that Matoko. I really hope I'm not pronouncing her name wrong. She's got. She's she's a powerful just, character. Just call her the major if you're having trouble. Yeah, she uh, she gives me the vibe that she's a pretty cow- powerful character too. Um, just oh, yeah. a power, and I don't really know much about her. You probably know more about her than I do, Crow. But I just I get the impression that she's not overtly. She doesn't like have to like exert her power for you to feel that she has a powerful presence anytime she's on the screen. Yeah, it's it's interesting because depending on like what series you watch, like I like I saw like a few of the original Ghost in the Shell movies, and then I've seen Standalone Complex, like the majority of that series. Um, and there's obviously been quite a few different like renditions of this of Ghost in the Shell. Um, but like depending on where what you're watching, like sometimes she can be very sexual without coming off as objectified. Sometimes she can just be outright um, like almost stern strict and like all business and she gets shit done she's got a lot of sides to her depending on again what series you're watching what kind of generational view or or lens you're looking at her through but yeah no she's she's a solid solid female lead solid role model if you're and if you're a little girl wanting to emulate a an anime character (laughs) shoot i want to emulate her too she's pretty cool i thought she was cool but yeah. yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to mention her. But I mean, we pretty much touched on all of the awesome women that we came up with from anime. So I guess that means uh, that no, we there's can... there's tons that we're leaving out, but we we got to end this show tons at some more. point and we got to Oh yeah, no. I mean, to go through. This the list that we all came up with became overwhelming. Like it's so I mean, there we could probably go on about all this forever. But 
in the interest of time, uh, I guess that makes for a nice segue into our second section, which is uh, women in movies and television, or notable women in movies and television. Uh, there are several. I mean, you included this one because it's the most obvious one, but Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder okay. Woman. I still haven't got to see that. Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> So, you know, we'll we'll be in trouble if we don't at least say that because fucking everybody's losing their shit over it right now. Or Jesus, she's a few months ago. Yeah, she's such a huge symbol. Like, I mean, she's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest uh, symbol for like, or the most. Yeah. Yeah. Feminism and just being the most influential or just best female superhero. I mean, everyone knows Wonder Woman over everyone else, I'd say. Mm-hmm. It's who everyone throws out if you say who's the first female superhero you can think of wonder woman so yeah i mean everyone pretty much knows about wonder woman we got all the we've got some other others on here that aren't exactly as maybe recognizable well actually no we do we do ray ray yeah she's probably the one of the most popular ones right now from the new star wars trilogy but it's kind of uh, it's kind of mm-hmm. funny to think about that because like didn't like princess leia kind of set the standard for like damsel in distress in movies because of the whole fucking job of the hut bullshit see i was actually going to include leia on here because she does have a very like in the original trilogy she has an interesting like snarky like standoffish personality but it's in like a Mm -hmm. it's in like a you know not annoying way you can tell that she's got she's assertive like she mm-hmm. doesn't want she's to be feisty. yeah she's feisty she doesn't want to be the damsel in distress she like actually runs around and like shoots at enemies and like takes it upon herself strangles to... java <laughs> yeah she tries yeah i think that and you know <laughs> back then too like what it was it was the... 70s oh I'm, I'm not i'm not disparaging on her on her character at all but i'm i'm just pointing out the fact like when when people think of like iconic star wars moments they don't think of all the cool shit she did. They just immediately go to the, like, whatever the fuck she was wearing while she was Jabba's oh. slave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's such a shame, too, because she she is a, she good, was a character. good character. Was. Yeah. But, yeah, Rey, I think Rey is actually being developed better. Like, she is extremely powerful. This, but you haven't seen the don't, movies don't, yet. Yeah, don't spoil it for me. I'll, I'll well, watch it someday. <laughs> all I will say is, in the first movie, you kind of get the impression that they're taking her as being that stereotypical uh female role and they don't like it they they do kind of a bait and switch and i loved it it was awesome and they and in the second movie they obviously built upon that and she's just becoming such a powerful strong lead of a character and uh i mean i'm not going to talk about I'm not going to talk about the other gripes that I have with maybe <laughs> the new Star Wars trilogy, but <laughs> I will yeah, say Mark that Hamill. <laughs> yeah, Mark Hamill's on my side. We're all, we're we're together. I think every the fandom as a whole is on Mark Hamill's side. Uh, he carries the force with him. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just think that Ray as a character has been they're they're going a good direction with her her character. Uh, I, I'm interested to see what they're going to do in the third movie, but. I think that it's going to come to a pretty good crescendo that's going to just be awesome to see. So, Ray is definitely notable. Um, who else do we have on here? Celine from Underworld. Yeah. Oh God. She was <laughs> so, the symbol of a strong female lead. 
like back in what 2000 stereotypical strong female release that's interesting Ooh. too to point out because yeah i guess that is a stereotype now Kat, <laughs> how do you feel about her i kind of got that feel or uh vibe <laughs> i kind of feel like you got something to say about this eh, I, eh. I like the movies <laughs> i don't know i just never felt a connection with her i don't feel like she has any real development like i said she's just the stereotypical badass like the icy and but... that's that yeah i don't yeah. know never cared for her much <laughs> i never yeah i never saw the underworld movies what? no yeah really <laughs> even, even cast oh mortified i'm sorry <laughs> How many of these have you not seen? Let's not talk about that. Let's just <laughs> let's just talk about them and see where it goes. Okay. Well, okay. The first the first the first like few are decent, but I think they're on like four or five now, and I'm just like, eh. yeah. I've heard the latest one, which I have not seen. I've heard it's pretty bad. Hey, which makes me sad. Well, we're we're here to talk about feminism, but yeah, I have a yes. few gripes with what I've heard about it, but well. <laughs> talk about that offline that'll be for another time so she is portrayed as a strong character though right no absolutely yeah like, just yeah. not like, in the best way realistically strong i think is probably where cat's coming from yeah i don't feel like she has any real personality or any emotional depth to her uh-huh she's just kind of a badass chick who's sexy and that's that. Yeah, I, I can't really <laughs> offer an unbiased opinion because I crush on Kate Beckinsale pretty hard. <laughs> All my friends do, yeah. So maybe I, uh, maybe I shouldn't have included her. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say so. Maybe no, I should it's, watch a, it's it important to have oh, a conversation no, <laughs> about this, even if it's like a, like e even if we have a strong female stereotype, it's still a stereotype. So it's good to at least point that out. Well, I guess that kind of leads into this. Do you think that it would have been better if they would have maybe innovated on her character a little bit more and made her not just the stereotypical strong female? Or, like, how do you... Do, is that necessarily a problem? Is that a bad stereotype? It's always been annoying to me. I just always complain about that whenever they're... They have the too cool for school attitude. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, I'm sexy and I'm awesome. Look at me. And they don't smile. <laughs> and they're just like shooting guns. Like, have you guys ever, not to go on a tangent here, but have you ever seen I Am Number Four? I have not. I haven't either. Oh, it's on Netflix. It's pretty good. You should see. Well, it's, it's not good, actually. It's, still, <laughs> it, it's a good B movie. Anyway, <laughs> the main girl in that, uh, she's number six. Oh, my God. She's always the first one I think of whenever, like, the movie starts with her, like, blowing up the house that she lived in and her walking slowly away oh my lord with, like, her sunglasses <laughs> that's, on. A, that's a terrible male yeah, stereotype like, too <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's true but and she has no no character development whatsoever she's just always like frowning you know and she's like dressed all sexy and she's like i can do everything i'm a badass you can't hold me down and i'm just always like Oh, just kill me. <laughs> I don't like that with I don't like that with male characters. No, it, it gets kind of one dimensional. But so like back uh, the first Underworld. When did that come out? Was that the early two thousands? Uh, a long time ago. Let me look. Because like we we haven't like having having like very positively portrayed female leads is like a relatively recent development, I think, in entertainment. So like yeah. you know even even if we've seen a lot of those now. Was it a good thing back then? 
like to kind of 2003 whenever it came out yeah like i don't i don't know if because my movie my movie knowledge is kind of limited um i don't know if it's fair to say that she was like one of the earliest examples of like a really strong female lead but at the very least like sarah connor that's exactly what i was yeah yes sarah connor she was way before celine that's true but i'm talking i'm talking celine it's all about sarah all right she's the best all right Sarah Connor from the Terminator was oh man I mean come on like I as a kid I thought that she was like awesome whenever I saw that movie I was like she is so freaking powerful oh my gosh like look at her go she's a she's a killing machine like it's but she was I mean she was terrified you know of the situation she she showed that fear but she stuck she stood up against it yeah and like you said fought and mm. She's just amazing. I love her. She exhibited she awesome went up against the resilience. Arnold. <laughs> the Arnold. <laughs> I, I appreciate how you guys enjoyed her as a kid because when I was a kid, I was watching Mulan, and I think oh, I was too. Mulan was my, one of my favorite uh, Disney movies. Disney, you're right, right. Mulan is up yes. there with I think maybe Hercules. Like I loved Hercules a lot, but oh, I love Hercules. I mean, I can get down to business at any time. You know, like. We can edit that, right? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Took me a while. I'm like, what is he talking about? Against the Huns. I mean... Right. Oh, God. Anyway, Mulan. There's a positive female lead that all the kids can emulate in a PG environment. But... I know, especially compared to all the other Disney... Well, she's not a princess, but you you get. What I think I'm she's kind of she, she gets lumped Disney. in with the Disney princesses, though, doesn't she? Yeah, Even she's she not. Does. I think that movie. I mean, it makes a statement. I think it does make a statement if you dig deep into it. Just the fact that she had to, you know, what she went through. She had the being, fucking emperor of China bow to her. That's some OG yeah shit. It was awesome. It was it was a good resolution to the story. I mean, it was powerful. And then um, they released a part two. Like they always do. Yeah. And they fucking butchered it. They fucking ruined it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I just, I loved that movie. And she was really powerful. But, you know, she had to dress up as a man to be able to be seen. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, probably That's, as a kid. I, I, I think that there's something to be said about that, too. Because, like, yes. she she's seen as a powerful female role model. But is it because a lot of that was from her sense of of being perceived as a male for most of the yeah. movie she had to be noticed she had to dress up as a guy to be noticed in the first place to be recognized for her inherent strength that she had mm-hmm. so you know there's there's probably a deeper commentary you could have about this and i actually kind of oh, so much i kind of included yeah. it for that reason just because you know i think it's notable to point that out and it's i mean it's kind of like that in some cases today it's getting better it's certainly getting better, but there are still people and places still that, a long uh, way to go. Oh yeah, there, there's still a really long way to go in all this. But that's why I thought that the movie coming out—what it came out in the early '90s, right? Uh, um, I think so. I think later than that. Really? Let me see. No, I, I'm pretty sure it was at least in the '90s because I I remember. Oh yeah, '98. Okay. As a kid on VHS. Yeah. Ooh I yeah. Know, right. I thought Damn, I, I'm old. I remember as a kid I was just kind of. I was fascinated with the concept. Um, I've always been interested in like that culture anyway. So just the fact that it took place in the Chinese with the Chinese military, mm-hmm. I always thought the that that was cool. Like, 
historically well i don't know about the movie itself but the fact that there really was a mulan that saved china other wait really was there really yeah I oh man, I, I feel we gotta, we gotta edit this out if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty. They're, they're, was I'm pretty there, sure there a real a... Mulan? <laughs> Obviously, she didn't have fucking Mushu guiding her, but yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. I, I see it right here. Oh my lord! Wow, yeah, that's awesome. All right, cool. A I wasn't woman warrior. Wow, that's actually that makes me love it even more. I'm glad I could enlighten you. I learned something myself. today. Yeah. In the middle of a podcast, no less. Yeah, I know. See, Hodge educating everyone. That's great. Um, we mentioned what? we can just we can just wind this conversation down with like the major pop culture female leads that we're seeing kind of like spring up. So probably like the last three, huh? So like no, all of them like Claire Underwood. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, Claire she definitely Underwood. Come. She she's gonna be like taking over House of Cards because of the whole Kevin Spacey bullshit. I saw it wasn't that in the news that she was going to take over in the last season. I think so. Is she? Yeah, like they're they're gonna they're That's gonna push funny. out another season, uh, and it's not gonna have Kevin Spacey. I I really hope <laughs> I really hope that they're not gonna try to like cast another actor to play to play Frank because uh, Claire Underwood. I firmly believe that she can she can dominate the series like or at least dominate that that season by like her own authority, her own power, her own strength of character. And they left, yeah. and they left. They ended the 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 final season on like a good enough note that they can excuse Frank not being there. Like I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it, but it wouldn't be I surprising haven't. even if you hadn't heard about Kevin Spacey's allegations. Huh. So, I think these last three are really the powerhouse powerhouses. Mm-hmm. We have Hermione Granger, Katniss Everdeen, and Daenerys Targaryen. Daenerys. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. Well, it's it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like you. Can, <laughs> you I don't feel saying. like you can just say Daenerys without also saying um, the fucking Lannister. Uh, uh, Cersei. Cersei. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that she's somebody right. you should emulate, but she's a fucking. She's an extremely she's powerful beast. woman. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. You guys extremely know more about powerful. that. I am extremely behind on Game of Thrones, and we so will I've... not we will not spoil that for you. But some of the shit that she gets away with, oh my god! I've heard. I mean, people talk she's about an excellent villain. People talk about. Wait, she's a villain. I mean, if you're on Team Daenerys, you know that. Come on now. I do. <laughs> if if you're on Team Daenerys, then she's a villain. If you're on Team Lannister, the ends justify the means. Huh. Well, okay. Nevertheless, Actually, she's she powerful. Actually, she's pretty Machiavellian, isn't she? <laughs> I guess, she, okay, I know that she's powerful. That's what I know. Hence her inclusion. Katniss, I know she's powerful, too. I, I have not read all of the Hunger Games books, but I've heard from people that have that... Uh, huh? I mean, she she's she's a good female character i guess I, I just i can't get over the fact that they just blatantly rip off battle royale for that and then don't thank you i know yes. thank you you're literally the only person that has ever no, said like, the that very first, been the very first time the i read the hunger like, games like everybody totally was ranting about it i was like oh that sounds interesting let me read it and then i read it and like by the time i finished it i just kind of set it down i was like huh this is exactly <laughs> like battle royale this is familiar for the record <laughs> yeah. i also agree with that 
I have said that in the past too, but I didn't think that. Oh. I, I no, I really did. Suzanne Collins, you're a horrible human being. Whoa, fess okay. up. What? A, <laughs> I mean, is that the author? Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm like, is that someone we know? Fess up. You know what you've done. <laughs> but cat. I, I mean, yeah. I've got students at school that say that Katniss is their role model. Like, that's how much of an impact that she has. Like, they've read... Yeah, that's fair. That. They've read the books. And likewise, Hermione, I have. I also have several students who are quite, who look up to Hermione, too. And I think that's that... That's a really good one to look up to. Yeah, extremely witty, smart. See, I, f- I feel like Hermione's become, like, another female stereotype, but, like, a positive female stereotype. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I don't see faults in her character. I mean, I really I mean, think that she. There, there's a few moments where she comes off as like the liberal douche stereotype, <laughs> trying to but free she, the house elves that are pretty content with their lives. <laughs> I just thought that I always liked her as a character. But no, no, I loved her as a character. Commanding Watson, presence. She's a tryhard. She's a tryhard. <laughs> she is a tryhard, but Emma, Emma Watson's Bay. <laughs> we're just we're we're equating Hermione as a character to Emma Watson. <laughs> That's yeah. I well, mean, she played her, so I mean, she did. And anyway, she's actually, she's pretty similar too. She's smart. She got she got it going on. I think she said in an interview whenever she was trying out for a part, she said she had to be Hermione because she felt like she was just like her. So yeah, that was. Aww. Yeah, she she strikes me that way. Yeah, so that was a nice little summation of all the characters we had in movie and television, which leads us into. Probably our favorite, which is the game section. We always love talking about games. And the first one, <laughs> yes. the first one is, I know you guys are going to go, man, let's, go let's talk about the, Let's talk about the shitty stereotypes first before we before we get into all the women that crush it. Oh, so like damsel in distress, <laughs> princess yes. peaches in another castle, that sort of yes. thing. How many castles has she been in Like that she's been kidnapped in and a freaking plumber has to go save her? She's pretty helpless. Yeah, like what but, six? I think I think I actually read that it's been like sixteen different castles or something like that. Uh, I'm not even bullshitting. Like I think like out of like twenty two games, there was like sixteen where she was kidnapped in a castle. I'm gonna look this up right god. now. Oh my gosh, sixteen seems a little low, honestly. So I haven't played. While he does that, I haven't played the Zelda series. Is Zelda a damsel in distress? I think that in recent. Honestly, I'm not so sure because in like some series or in some, she seems powerful to me in the original ones. Does she? Yeah. No, like she, she kind of does that sort of, uh, who was the character that we just talked about that, um, that had to, I'm going to edit this out probably. I'm thinking for a second. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry. I, I think five years ago, somebody listed, I'm looking at a forum right now on, uh, on Game Facts, GameSpot, um, somebody listed Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers Two, Lost Levels, Super Mario Brothers Three, Super Mario World, Super Mario RPG, Super Mario Sixty Four, Paper Mario, Super Mario Sunshine, New Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Galaxy, NSMB Wii, New Super Mario Brothers Wii, Super Mario Super Mario Galaxy Two, Super Mario Three D Land, uh, New Super Mario Brothers Two, Paper Mario Sticker Star. New Super Mario, New Super Mario Brothers U. So that's oh that is sixteen God. times. Oh, I thought and you the, said sixteen this was, castles. 
No, 16, like 16 games that she was kidnapped. Oh. And obviously I'm, yeah. I'm just spe- like, this is what somebody else has said. I haven't played even remotely close to that many Mario games. So I can't quite verify, but that's regardless, that's a shitload of times. That is a lot. I thought you said 16 castles. My bad. Yeah, that's a ton. But, I think you did. Uh, okay. Yeah. I remembered now. So Zelda, Zelda. Okay. Zelda kind of pulls a Mulan in some of the uh, instances that she's... So, like, in Ocarina of Time, she actually dresses up as, like, Sheik or Shake. How Sheik, I think, is what... Like, powerful character. If you play Super Smash Brothers, you know. Like, they're kind of a... They're the same character. Um, but she she's pretty powerful. And especially, like, in the... Uh, she's powerful. I thought she kind of played the damsel in distress for most of the game in Breath of the Wild. But she kind of redeems herself at the end. I think she's she's way less of a damsel in distress than Peach. Okay, I'll it's put pretty it that hard way. not nice. to be though. <laughs> Nintendo likes yeah. likes their damsels in distress. Yeah. But yeah, that's a pretty bad stereotype. There are a couple of others in here that I put in because they may they also have the over sexualized stereotype probably attached to them. But at the same time, they're Badass. really yeah they're awesome. So like two of them, like Soul Caliber and uh, oh yeah, Street yeah. Fighter. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know any of the actual females from that game. I just I've seen them and I'm just like, wow. I was thinking, <laughs> Laura Croft, right from Tomb oh, Raider. Yeah. She was a power like super sexualized. Whenever that game came out, like some of the magazine spreads that you could get in video game magazines were like her laying on a towel completely naked leaning out <laughs> saying like what? oh yeah you can look it up it's it's pretty great um i mean we'll look it up funny fence it's uh but she she's always been super sexualized but she's also been portrayed as being like one of the most powerful female video game characters like one of the first ones along with samus mm-hmm. from metroid that was a uh that was a mind screwing moment whenever samus turned out to be actually a woman it was a woman like it in a secret era at the ending of the original metroid she takes her helmet off and it's a woman it blew everyone's mind nice i've never played that game yeah, yeah it was either. talked about it was talked about quite a bit whenever it happened because it happened back in the 80s so that was oh damn yeah that was atypical it was on the nes big deal then yeah so i'm thinking laura croft quiet from metal gear solid and some of the women in final fantasy like tifa I'm thinking really Tifa. She's been sexualized a lot, but she's mm. a powerful I mean, character. You, you, t- you take some of these popular series like like Final Fantasy and Overwatch, and they're they're going to be super sexualized, like regardless of what you try to do. Yeah, but like, I, don't, I don't think they really Final Fantasy like they some some of the some of the female characters have like skimpy outfits and stuff, but they aren't really sexualized within the context of the game. Like it's it's fan service, but it's not. Um, in my opinion, at least, I could be uh, like Final Fantasy X too. I guess is an exception. That's what to I was going to say. It's pretty sexualized. <laughs> but, I was going to say. But <laughs> yeah. in general, I feel about X but that's a conversation for a different time. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying with that, but like, okay, maybe not so much, I guess. But what I'm really talking about with Quiet from Metal Gear Solid. Okay, I know you guys haven't played. Have you guys played Metal Gear Solid games? No, sir. I have not. Okay, Quiet Still is from the. That's from the l- most recent and last Metal Gear Solid in my eyes since, you know, Hideo Kojima is not the director anymore. Phantom Pain? He, he kind of, yeah, it's from Phantom Pain. 
he kind of played it was funny because he showed off concept art of this character and she's wearing extremely skimpy clothes like i'm talking like really skimpy like holes all up and down her pants like extremely sexualized looking and everyone was criticizing him there was this big deal about it and saying oh you were way just over sexualizing women blah blah blah. and hideo kojima just kind of like chuckled he's just like there's a reason for it there's actually a justification for why she's dressed the way she is and i don't want to get into spoiler territory but it is the most wacky weird justification (laughs) for why she's dressed skimpy ever but she's still an awesome character. Like she is I think super a, powerful. I think on a similar note, you could throw in two B, right? Oh shoot! <laughs> yes. We forgot about her, didn't we? How did I freaking forget? Near Automata. Oh my god. Two B nine S. Well, not nine S. Nine S is a boy. My bad. Two uh, <laughs> B and A two. Um, very powerful characters, but yes, sexualized. I uh, put put me on the spot, but like kind of victorian gothic dress attire but at the same time like you know the director he's kind of nutty anyway um he kind of made it so that like the camera naturally pans up her skirt um whenever she runs and stuff like that but ladders hmm i said climbs up ladders yeah Yeah. but very powerful characters like definitely definitely like staples of the series i think from this point forward very influential so yeah i think well cat you actually probably so like horizon zero dawn aloy mm, yes yeah you know more She's... about that than i do <laughs> aloy is one of the best characters in in like the last 20 games i've played like literally <laughs> she's amazing whoa i love her so much she has i love that you can kind of mold aloy how you want her to be but when it comes down to it, she is very, she's intelligent, and she's strong, she's curious, she's adventurous, she's loving and caring, she wants to help people, she wants to learn. There's really nothing bad that I can say about Aloy. I think she's one of the best representations of females In video games. since, you know, like, The Last of Us. Yeah, I think, I think we've, <laughs> we've kind of hit, like, within... I don't know, maybe like since 20... When did The when did the Last of Us originally come out? 2013. Okay, so since we'll, we'll say since like 2010. Like this decade has been like a really great decade for, for like women in video games, I think. Um, like, you know, Last of Us obviously being my favorite example, but then we also have the Uncharted mm-hmm. series. Um, even, even Princess Peach and Zelda have been getting stronger as female characters in, you know, when, whenever they were originally playing like less ideal roles um i just i just got through um infamous second son and finished infamous first light um not too long ago they've got a character named abigail uh she goes by fetch um and she's like a former like drug uh drug addict who becomes like kind of a reformed what's it called tritagonist like like mm-hmm. second or third main protagonist or something like that yeah, she's she's a very interesting character too, um, and we've we've just seen a lot of that. Yeah, lately. I agree for sure. It's really refreshing. Yeah, I would say so. Even I know I know we all have mixed feelings about the the recent Final Fantasy games, but you know even the women in those games have been fairly fairly well. I think they've always done a decent job though with their women for the most part. What about Lulu from Final Fantasy X? <laughs> 
Lulu's awesome. Hey, man, <laughs> just, just because a woman is well-endowed doesn't mean she can't be a positive yes. role model. Exactly. <laughs> well-endowed and dressed to it's accentuate. What are you, some kind of chauvinist? <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, but no, joking aside, I, I agree. I think, that, I think that the shift in mentality of how people are starting to view women now is being reflected in the media. They're becoming, you know, better portrayed. For the most part, exactly. I think. Exactly. More realistic. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I'm also, like, really interested in how the the media, like, media encompassing, you know, anime, movies, television, games, and, you know, tons of other stuff that we're not even including. I'm interested in seeing how that shaped, like, the women of today and tomorrow. Because, like, we're seeing a lot more assertion, a lot more of women being unapologetic and unafraid to stand up for, for what's right and for what they deserve and, you know, things like that. And it's, you know, as somebody that kind of grew up on this stuff, but was, you know, as a male kind of unaware of just how bad, like a lot of women, like how much, how much shit they have to deal with. It's refreshing for me to see that things are starting to like shift and, you know, can't help but wonder how much of that's been influenced by the, the positive female characterizations that they've seen or, you know, witness in, in yes. other mediums in their life yeah it's very important um that all these studios are stepping up and you know taking a stand like ha- wanting to have realistic positive female characters like i remember reading an article an interview from neil Druckmann about the last of us yeah and they actually wanted to take ellie off of the cover like the people whenever they were going to release it they wanted they were trying to talk him into removing Ellie because they didn't like the idea of like a girl being on the cover. Wow. And Neil Druckmann had to like fight for that. I had no and idea. Whenever I, whenever I first saw the poster, I knew nothing about the game. I, I actually remember Ellie first. Like she's what caught my eye. She she caught my eye on the on the PS4 remastered uh art mm-hmm. cover too. Like I don't I don't know what the PS3 Version. I, I guess it looked the same, or maybe it's where she's like looking back. No, they're like on the screen. Oh, and... okay. Well, yeah, she's yeah. Like well, for looking the looking back, kind of for scary, the PS4 but... cover, like that. That's what caught my eye first too. Like we we have like you know yeah, she's like holding the gun. Yeah, we have like big big strong Joel standing in the background, but then we have like kind of tiny Ellie with a gun pointed directly at you, and you're like, wow, this is a pretty striking yeah, like image. right in the front. Um, yes. and I, I'm I'm happy that you mentioned Neil Druckmann because I was uh, I, I was actually thinking of a slightly different. Uh, thing that he had to fight for but I, I was looking into how he's gotten into like he he's a very strong advocate of of diversity in general like i think he's is israeli originally if i'm not mistaken and so he he's a very strong advocate of you know pretty much everything he's he's like really pushing boundaries in video games and i know you guys have both seen the trailers for the last of us part two right mm-hmm. yes of course so Many times. So, like, the fact that one of the major characters in this game that's going to come out is a transsexual Asian male is, or, sorry, transgender, transsexual, I can't, transgender, I think. Like, that's huge. Isn't that just the actor, though? That's not the character, is Well, it? I don't think they've clarified with the character, but even even to have the okay, actor yeah. that way, though. Like, yeah, that's very that, cool. That's huge. Like, I, I, I don't... How many video games have done that? Like besides, besides like cross dressing for the purposes of shock, shock value, or you know, <laughs> plot twist. I'm a woman or I'm a male. You know, how yeah. many games have done it like that? Yeah, they're definitely Naughty Dog in general is a studio that's really 
top tier in the gaming industry. Yeah, with moving forward and stuff like that. They're pretty amazing, and I'm so excited. Everything that they release, I'm excited to see. Yeah, and, like, I know, like, whenever I first played The Last of Us, uh, (laughs) Catnado was a little bit disappointed in me because I wasn't, like, gushing over it quite as much as I am now. (laughs) But, like, the more that I've come to learn about them, like, as a studio, as, you know, Neil Druckmann as the director, the actors... like, I'm, I'm falling in love with the studio just by virtue of everything that they're doing and the direction that I see the studio going in. And it's, like, really exciting for mm-hmm. me to see, like, not only are they, like, a like a god-tier storytelling studio, but they're also, like, strongly advocating social change and they're using their medium to do it. Yes. And, like, going back to our whole main topic of strong women, they, you know, their latest game was The Lost Legacy, Uncharted, mm-hmm. The Lost Legacy, with two where the the two main characters are female and it's weird but if you really take a step back and look that's not common in games at all there are no other male usually, well usually sam like comes in at the very end but like <laughs> do you what if, if you've got like a lot of female main characters it's usually like a like a harem game like it's something you really yeah exactly not a positive representation at all yeah for sure so that was really really cool that they did that as well. They they've just always done so well at depicting women. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I love the way even. I love all of their female characters. Even as early back as Jack and Daxter, like obviously Jack and Daxter are the two main characters, and they're both males. But that game also had. Uh, well, I'm thinking specifically of the second game. Uh, there were a few pretty pretty positively portrayed women that were like basically leading a resistance and what have you and. Aww yeah it's 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 great it's like coco crash's sister coco. <laughs> there we go she's the little smart one that's always like hacking stuff on her computer Ooh, i like that i love coco <laughs> so she was awesome. yeah exciting things to look forward to good stuff good sure. stuff wow that was a pretty comprehensive discussion that we had <laughs> honestly i liked that i would i I wish that we had more time because that where you guys were going for that last little bit was actually pretty pretty awesome. It was fun to listen to. Thank you. But I'm, sh- I'm sure we we'll be. You I'm out. sure we'll be back oh, no, on it like at some it. point. Oh, I'm sure we. I'm sure we're gonna revisit a lot of the topics that we cover in a lot of these shows. But it's nice to open it up for discussion, and you know, it's got everywhere. We got to start somewhere. So anyway, that was it's pretty great. I liked it. So I think that that actually brings us to our closing. And you know what that means. Name Yay. of shame. <laughs> Name of shame. The phrase of praise. Name of shame <laughs> and phrase of praise. And we're going to we're gonna obviously throw in some more in the future once we get a little more uh, well-versed in our rhymes. Indeed. <laughs> you know, stretching our creativity here on the show. It's pretty great. <laughs> so the weekly name of shame for this week what is the name of shame this week it's pretty great it's a uh it's an am- amalgamation of two things that you would not expect but i guess actually you kind of would depending on well foreskin hat <laughs> ew you nasty <laughs> i'm not nasty foreskin hat is nasty Whoever made that name <laughs> is, I, I want to know the story. Reach out to us. I want to hear. 
I need to know. I need to know the story. No. Why? You know I, what? I, I feel like, ha- I feel like having a foreskin hat as a feature on our show would really up our popularity. You know what? Oh, wow. You're right. We want you on the show. If you're listening to this. Foreskin hat. We're... You're invited to be a guest on our show. We, we, need to, we need to have your perspective. We need to know. Oh, my God. Um, How did so I yeah. get here? Congrats. <laughs> Congratulations for being on the name of shame, I guess. Uh, yeah. I can't I can't help but feel like if Foreskin Hat hears this, then we've probably hit the big time. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a medal or we don't have the money for a trophy or anything yet, but you know, good stuff. But good you job. can get exposure. Let the world know what Foreskin Hat thinks of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, so that leads us to our phrase of praise. What is our phrase of praise this week? It's it's one of our favorites. Is it? It's one of our favorites. It is bohemian throat swaddling. <laughs> what the hell? Look it up, it's pretty... <laughs> That's not one of my favorites. That's between you two. <laughs> Where the hell did that come no, from? No, it's mutual. Bohemian throat swaddling is something sacred. It's it, it's pretty great, Cat. You need to you need to look this up. It will change your life. Um, actually, you'll a, everyone, you'll have, you'll have a coming to Jesus moment. I had a professor who actually said that he tried to learn how to do that to Bohemian throat swaddle. He was very into like Indian culture, and I guess that's kind of what it involves. <laughs> um, and he demonstrated it it to us in class. Oh. I have it on recording somewhere. What is it? Can what we, is can it? Can we like end this podcast with the recording of him throat swaddling? I don't <laughs> think he would appreciate that. I can include a clip of maybe... Oh, is it a type of like singing? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I'm so scared. Don't worry. It's... it's not something you should be ashamed to have in your browser history. So with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna declare this episode over. So if you want to hear what Bohemian uh, throat swaddling sounds like, stick around. Uh, we're gonna close out the show. No, I'm gonna close out the show with a clip of it. Oh, phenomenal! Please do. I'm so curious. So with that, uh, we're glad that you joined us for the fourth episode of Pod Charge. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs>